We have C.L. Gaber here in studio to talk about the Ascenders Saga, an adventure of an after-lifetime. Stay tuned. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. So good, right? Some music keeping in. Oh, sets us in the mood, right? Nice and dark. Welcome to Book Circle Online. I'm your host, Louisa Sharamatian, and I'm here with the amazing C.L. Gaber. How Thank are you? Thank you, Louisa. So happy to be here with you. Me too. I'm so excited. Me too. We finally made it. We are old friends, so we, it's great to be here. We are here. We are good to go. And, you know, I we have so much to talk about. We do. You know, um, Ascenders is such an amazing saga. It's such a journey. And first off, before we talk about how it came about, I really want to talk about that amazing intro music that we just heard, which is the trailer. It's amazing. When I did Ascenders 1 in 2015, a friend of mine knew Roger O'Donnell, who's Mm -hmm. the keyboardist, of course, for The Cure, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And he asked him, he's like, would you read this? Maybe you could write some original music. And I thought, there's just no way. And he came back not only with music. He had two or three types of music. And then he said, give me notes, which I thought... Oh, my God. Like, how do you give Roger O'Donnell notes? So it was so exciting. And he was just on board. He was on board, and he said great things online and such a sweet man. You know, I have all the books right here, and today we want to really talk about book four because it did drop last week, 11-11, and we'll talk about what the 11-11 actually means. But first, let's talk about how Ascenders came about, where were you, when you wanted to write it, and all that good stuff. It's the weirdest story ever because I'm an entertainment journalist for a long time. Yes. And, you know, I interviewed all the people from all of the genre movies, including Twilight. And Stephanie Myers from Twilight always said Twilight came to her in a dream, which I thought that's nice. But, you know, I'm not having dreams of book plots. And then one night here in L.A., about to interview Cher the next day. You couldn't even make this that up. so cool. And there was guys- so much nervous <laughs> energy because Cher is such a big star. <laughs> I went to sleep and I had this crazy dream that played out like a movie in my mind. And the other part of it is my husband has a touch of insomnia. So okay. I, we were in a hotel. So I got up and I was like, oh, my God, where are the notepads in this room? <gasps> And I went to the bathroom for like four hours and wrote the first chapter until he finally knocked on the door and said, like, are you alive in there? Wow. Did you have a liver transplant? What's happening? So it's true what they say. When it comes to you and your dreams, you just have to like have a notebook and pen to write it all down, right? So true. You have to write it down immediately or you will forget. And how did you build these characters? Because we have amazing characters. We have Daniel Reed. Daniel who was like the young Beckham. He's a young Beckham. He was a guy on the way to a, a hockey and a soccer scholarship at UCLA. Abusive dad, though. Dad used to wow. beat the crud out of him and four Gosh. other kids. And sad life. He didn't know if he should go to college or should he stay home and raise his brothers and sisters. But he didn't get a choice. The dad on Christmas Eve thought he could pilot a small plane. Crash them all. The dad lives in the centers. Yep. All the kids die. And they ascend to a level for people who've died young. And it's funny, a lot of interviews I did, people kept saying to me, do you know that your brain doesn't fully form till you're 24 years old? And that's a medical fact. Nobody argues with that. So it just got me thinking, if you were to die young, where would you go? 
Because you're not developed. And let's talk about the plot a bit more for for people who don't know what a Sanders actually means and what it's about. About, you know, teenagers who die and go to this place that's not hell or not heaven. Right. I grew up in Chicago in the suburbs, and I don't know about you, but there was always that announcement once or twice a year that's so sad that some kid died last night. It would be a car crash or a boating thing. And it just, I always thought, like, where do they go? They had so much potential. So, you know, and then I had a friend in college who was a victim of a workplace shooting and another oh, person with shootings. amazing potential. So I started thinking that these people didn't go to heaven or hell. They went to some kind of place where they continue to grow until they were fully developed. But what would be the worst thing ever if you had to go back to high school? Yeah. And it didn't change. Even in this afterlife, there were cliques and cheerleaders all bullies, that kind of bullies, all that stuff, and science nerds, and all the good good stuff. So Walker Callahan's a young girl yes. who gets in a car crash with her mom and wakes up in a much nicer house mm-hmm. and a much nicer town than she's used to. And she finds out she's going to go to private school the next day, which she's like, "Did my mom knock off a bank? They could barely afford to have a house." And she finds out a few chapters in that she died last night. And you write that so well and so detailed. Thank you so much. Yeah, the way that you're saying it is how I envisioned it when I was reading. And not only do you focus on the teenagers who die, but you bring back celebrities who have passed on. I don't want to give too much away, but can we talk about a few of them? Definitely. Walker, who doesn't know she's dead at this point yeah. in, the, in the beginning of the book without giving too much away, she goes to school and it's this, the school's like a huge mansion and it's a little odd and people are, you know, a little too old to be there. And But the teenagers are the same. There's yeah. like the nasty girl, Amanda, who she calls Demanda. Yeah, and I they, remember Demanda. <laughs> Demanda. They end, up, <laughs> they end up in first period music and the teacher's kind of grungy and he's writing stuff on the board. But then he turns around and he's like, hey, I'm Kurt. I used to have this band. Oh and I never really say the last names of anybody, but you do know. Because we know. You know. Kurt. Who else is? It? Kurt Cobain, right? I, mean, I, just, I never say. Right, that, right. That I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love it. No, that's totally awesome. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. But, but Takes one to know one. The one no one ever gets, and this is a tough one, is there's a mime in the park when she, the first day when she's going to school. And his name is Robin. And he, in interviews, and I interviewed him many thousands of times, he said the happiest time in his life, part one time, was when he was a mime in a park. I know so, who that is. I have goosebumps. Yeah, that gave me, and I, I just know. remember. I was, I, I, there's a lot of, like, where's Waldo of dead celebrities, and I wanted to make it where it wasn't, you know, it would be lovely to have presidents, but I didn't want it to be yeah. that. I wanted them to be cool dead celebrities. But it's people who did leave Earth too soon, did and they leave- had so much things to say. Like, I have to say another first name, Steve, teaching the computer class. Teaching the computer class. Who else will that be? But it's really about <laughs> life wisdom. And the funny thing is I'm an entertainment journalist, so I interviewed those people. So I went back to my notes and tapes and things that I saved for years, and I didn't want to put words in their mouth. Mm-hmm. I, if they're going to give life advice, I wanted it to be stuff they really said. Of course. So most of the stuff in the senders is stuff they really said or believed. And the important thing and kind of like the scary thing is that these kids are not really allowed to fall in love in this afterlife, right? Which makes it so much difficult. So much difficult because it's a teen realm where there's no rules. You can't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So you have, your body has a reset. Your body's normal. All functions are normal, but you have a reset. You can't get hurt. You can't feel physical pain. You can't so die crazy. twice. But Falling in love, very tricky, because no one knows how long they're going to stay. And Walker falls deeply in love with Daniel, who lives next door to her. And he's raising all those kids who died in the plane Mm -hmm. crash. 
and they just want to stay together. And what if they do stay together? Is there any consequences that we can share a bit without giving well too much? It's a tough thing because there are adults at the school, and the yeah. adults are like telling Walker, "We want you to live in the dorms. We don't want yeah. you to live in a house alone next to the hottest guy in the afterlife." Of course. And Walker's like, "I want no part of the dorms. What are you talking about?" So crazy. And that was all mainly book one and book two. Yeah, that's right. A- yeah, and we've we've escalated to book three already, where you know some things have happened, and, and book four dropped last week. Book four dropped. Yes, that that is super exciting. And then book one, they do break. There's one rule of this place, which is you cannot go back and check on your former life yep. as a ghost. Yep. So I was like, being a reporter, I'm like, why couldn't you? So I went to a lot of psychic-y, new age people, and I'm wow. like, give me a real reason. I need a real reason. And they reminded me of the Egyptian theory of Ka which is your soul fragments when you die. And all your normal teenage emotions, like your rage, your jealousy, all the bad stuff, oh. would stay behind and the good parts of you would ascend. So when they go back wow. to talk to Walker's mom one last time and find Daniel's little brother, all that stuff comes and attacks them in demon form. No wonder that makes so much sense. And then that's where Ascenders came about, right? Even the title. Right, and they, they have to get away from these things, grab his little brother who's stuck at the site of their crash, so sad. And then the airplane crash. Airplane yeah, cr- and so bring sad. him back. So lots of action going on there, too. And as far as book four, what can we really expect? Well, sadly, at the end of book three was yeah. a big time travel journey. They're trying to find the last writings of Albert Einstein. Yep. And Albert Einstein, upon his death in book three, came up with a place that's a special yeah. place where things can happen that are very unusual. So they have this information. They're not going to turn it into the authorities. So there's a twist at the end of book three where Daniel has an issue where he goes back to life. I know, and but uh, Walker doesn't know. Walker doesn't know, and I have so many My girls. My heart. Well, so, so, so many girls were so mad at me when that happened. They were like, I know. when they got done with book three, they were writing me like, this cannot happen. I'm so nervous. What's going to happen? And, and there's, yeah. there's a little love triangle, and at one point Walker almost goes with Cass. The yeah. other kind of hunky guy in book four. And people were like, oh, my God, don't let them do too much. This is bad. You know, and doesn't this all make people want to see this as a movie? I'd like to yeah, see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, <laughs> let's share some stuff that was kind of updated with that, right? So, so, well, I'm, on your show, I'm breaking this news. Yes, you guys. Exclusive news exclusive here at Book Circle Online. You, but, yeah, we have two producers <gasps> who are really awesome high-end producers who are so developing exciting. Ascenders into a television series. Oh, my God. so exciting. It's beyond. Okay, cheers to that. Yes. We hope all goes well with that. Yes, definitely. And they are they working on kind of pitching it? Or like, are you going to be part of the casting? Or how is that going to work? I don't think the author gets to do that. You don't get to do the casting. Okay. Although my 16-year-old does want to be there the day they do Daniel auditions. Of course. Because that would be good, wouldn't it? You could come too. I will. Okay. <laughs> I'll help. Maybe I'll try to help cast or something. Yeah. But We'll put votes in for these guys. So, so what's the step? Like, how do you know what's going to happen? happen next well, just gonna... we have some really exciting meetings coming up which is so weird and i i've heard this my whole life in interviews like i i can't say much more right, and now right. i've been saying those words which is really bizarre and the last time we met i remember you were talking about this too which was what, like february or something yeah it's it's a process but yeah. it's really like full steam ahead so it's super exciting let's talk about the publication process how, when you first finished everything how what was your first step? What did you have to do to get it pressed or find a publisher? Was that difficult for you? Was, I did another uh, teen book 
years ago mm-hmm. about a teen girl detective, and I went through a book company. Okay. And for all the aspiring writers out there, you don't need to do that these days. God. You really don't. I was really afraid with Ascenders that the cover would be pink. Mm-hmm. No offense to pink, but it would be pink with a cloud and two like dorks on a cloud. Yeah. And I just thought, I will throw up if I say that. Yeah. That's awful. So I wanted to do my own cover. and so Which is so nice again, you guys. Thanks. And- yeah, I love, it. and we have pictures of the of the cover too that will show, and it's so dark and amazing, like you wanted to be. Thank you, and and I just so I went it alone. I went, I found an artist in Ireland, mm-hmm. young guy, Edregis. He's amazing. He does really cool covers. He's like a rebel artist, and I got an editor. You always need an editor, always. so I got a major editor from a book company to do the editing, and uh, and I did it myself on Amazon. Really? Yeah, and for people who want to someday have their project oh, be a TV right series, there. yeah, it's a good way to go, because then you protect all your rights, too. So if it's, so it's on Amazon right now, where else are the books housed if people want to uh, purchase it? Yeah, the crazy thing is Barnes & Noble very rarely takes indie books, because it's considered an indie book. Okay. They, but they, you have to submit it, and then you wait six months. And Ooh. so um, one day we submitted it, and one day I got an email at 5 o'clock, so it was too late to call them. And they, it was Barnes & Noble. They said, call us. That's <laughs> was so like, funny. Oh, my God. So the next morning I called, and they it's in Barnes & Noble now, too. So that's so So we have exciting. Amazon. We have Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And, per, and perfect gift for the holidays, too, if anyone wants to stay in and just binge read. <laughs> that's I, even worse. <laughs> I always say, too, besides a very lovely, sexy love story between Daniel and Walker, yeah. it's also a love story between a mom and a daughter. Yeah. Walker's big thing is... She got in a car crash with her mom who was driving. Yeah. And her mom will not forgive herself. In book two, her mom even walks into Lake Michigan. That's how much she doesn't want to forgive wow, herself. I remember. So I think it's a love story between a mom and a daughter, too. Has this arise any other issues in your community as far as, like, school shootings and anything like that? Because I know the book uh, focuses on that, too. A lot of real uh, things. A lot of, you know, we were... At an, an event for Outlander, we mm-hmm. were asked as a book, because that's a book series, to do mm-hmm. an Outlander festival. And a lady came up to me, and she was crying. And she was with her friend, and her friend was like, no, no, go talk to her. I think you should for a minute. And I was like, I knew it was something big. And she said that her nephew had died in the Texas school shooting. Oh, wow. And she bought Ascenders because she wanted to think that this lovely little, little town is where he is now, oh which gosh. just completely That's so powerful. It gives me chills even me telling too. you. It's just it was if, if beyond. If this can help anyone in that situation, especially with everything happening right now, if you can heal someone or even try it. I've had letters from we have a lot of older fans too, which surprises me. But I've had letters from women who are in chemo and things like that too, who said it's been comforting because the town they live in it's like the perfect little town. Yeah, looks like a little looks like the UP of Michigan. Wow, you know, hills and yeah, it is. Yeah, and waterfall. They throw themselves off waterfalls because <gasps> they can't get hurt. So there's all. It's just so nice. So does that make you want to write more as far as adding on to the series because you're working on five and as well right yeah and five they've discovered they thought their little town was all there was in this afterlife but they have discovered it's only a dot on a vast horizon of this afterlife and they have to go on the run in book four 11 11 yeah and they find that there's a whole other side to their realm and what does 11-11 mean? 11-11 is interesting because yeah. everyone wishes on 11-11. We do. We do. I do. I do, too. Yeah. Well, we don't know why, though. Just like, close your eyes and just make a wish. Uh, make a wish for 11-11. And, it's, and 
psychics and all sorts of deep thinkers and philosophers, they all believe it's when all things converge. That 1111 ah. is a time when er, the universe is on hyperdrive, everything's syncing up. So if you do have a wish and or something, and if it's something involving love especially, they think 1111 is your best shot. So any time of the day? Any, either day or night. And in 1111, Daniel can't remember Walker. He was, was sent back to life for a minute. He's sent back to their realm then. It erases his memory. He doesn't remember her at all, except for two minutes a day, 1111 in the morning and 1111 at night. One minute. What if the person you love oh the most God. could only remember you two minutes a day? That's so heartbreaking. And the minute it struck 1112, he's like, why are you standing so close to me? Oh Why, like, goodness. what are you doing here? Like, and then he just shoves you away again. It's, I'm, I'm sure the fans go crazy over this. This is this is like the next Twilight. You know it is. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're gonna read some reviews because the feedback, the, the pouring of love, I'm sure, gives you more drive. My favorite hashtag that's going around right now is hashtag Daniel is mine because <laughs> a lot of girls really dig him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, like, and with social media right now, and with the millennials and the younger generation, this is it. And but you also reach out to the older crowd too, with all of these uh, important, you know, political influencers and public figures. Definitely that you put in there, and their life advice. I mean, great things that they said yeah. about life and advice for young people, and so that that kind of slips in there too. Yeah, I want I want to read. Um, the review by MuggleNet.com, which is the world's largest Harry Potter site, you guys. They said, Ascenders is a young adult fantasy that will appeal to fans of Harry Potter and Divergent. It's a book unlike any other I've ever read. Is that amazing? That's I'm so just, grateful to them. I have goosebumps. Like, oh, how amazing is that? Crazy. Did you ever think you would be on that level where, you know, they're comparing you to Divergent and I Harry mean, Potter? Crazy to infinity. Just yeah. amazing. And then Amazon said, this is the next big book series. Powerful and beautiful. I was so moved by this book that I actually cried. Tears streaming down my face. Five minutes later, I was cheering. I felt like I had just seen a movie. I, that's yeah. beautiful too. I, I mean, if, if if people want to escape and just see how life is lived by teenagers, but also like the the lack of love that they had when they died, and they want to still love and create in this weird afterlife, you guys just have to read this book. I mean, oh, thank you. Yeah, and I know how emotional you get when you talk about it, right? Because it's like your little baby. It's it is, and I like the fact Daniel and Walker come. They start to live together, and they're raising his brothers and sisters. There's a daughter or a sister mm -hmm. who's 14, a sister who's 12, yeah. a brother who's 15, and a six year old. So they're a family, and it's really about can this little family in the afterlife stay together? And there's all these things pulling them apart. And I'm sure everything that does try to pull them apart, you, that, that's energy for you to put in the book as well, right? Like, how can I do, how can I make them stay together? Or what will that person say and all that? Crazy. And the other part I love writing is there's other schools in the realm. They go to the academy, which is yeah. a school for kids who did well in mm -hmm. life. There's a prison school called ITT, the Institute of Troubled Teens. Maximum security, scary, yeah. scary place. But there's also Freak Island, which is for people with oddities. They're not superheroes, but they embrace their yeah. oddness. And living there are people, including uh, these sisters who are very evil, mm -hmm. and also a guy named Chris Flicker who shows you three versions of your upcoming life on the wall. So 
crazy. But which one would you believe? Like, and then would oh it weigh God. on your mind? Would this other stuff maybe happen? You really take people to a, to a different level. It's a that's so fun writing the freak uh, the freak island because their principal is Howard Hughes. Oops, I said a last name. Oh, 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 no. oh no! If that's the case, I have other stuff to say. Like <clears throat> David, <clears throat> who I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Hughes and the other one is their their vice principal is Freddie. Mm, not gonna say it, but he's like the star of a major movie right now. That's like number two at the box office. Okay, so Freddie okay. of yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 that's yes. their assistant principal. But um, so cool. But yeah. I had to do it in book four. They have a special guest star. It's Prince because people were like, people write me every time a celebrity dies. I get tons of emails saying, can they go into senders now? <gasps> so it's bad. It's like people are like, can Aretha go in? Can Aretha? Who else would you want that recently has passed? Um, Carrie Fisher, maybe. Carrie Fisher's in book three. Okay. I got that, that's right. Okay, yeah. Got her in book three. Uh, book four finally has Princess Diana. People wrote, and one yeah. one that people, and this is so odd that people for years wrote they wanted um, Paul Walker from Fast and the yes! Furious. Oh my god, that's my favorite person ever. And and he was such a sweet guy. I interviewed him a lot of times, and he was just such a kind, gentle soul. So sad how he died. So sad, and I just thought, you know, he's got to go, and he's just Paul, but he's the bike coach at the academy because he hates cars now, so that's his little thing. So, And I've tried to put Frank Sinatra in two, three times, but my editor always cuts him out. I think she hates Frank Sinatra. That's so funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, how do you write, though? Because every writer has a writing style. Do you just lock yourself in your room, or what do you do to really get all the info out? It's so weird. I usually, um, you know, I have a husband and daughter, Mm -hmm. and when they're gone in the Mm -hmm. morning, my prime writing time is like around 8 in the morning till 12. And so eight until twelve. Okay, eight till twelve, and I I think things through for a long time yeah. before I write them, and then you know I'll sit on the couch and I'll I'll write, and we have a little puppy Labradoodle, so she's jumping Aww. up and deleting things, and it's like so funny. So yeah, and I do it, and I do it for three four hours a day, and that's it, and then the next day. Sort of just print it out, read yesterday's work, and then keep going a little bit. Do you have any moments where it's like you want to write, but you don't know what to say? You have this major block? I don't. Luckily, no. I've never really had that because I've always been a writer for hire. So I've always had to write. Yeah. So newspaper stuff, and I've ghostwritten other people's books over the years. Ooh, so so um, you're a ghostwriter. I'm a ghostwriter yeah. writing a book about ghosts. and <laughs> <laughs> Although I rarely say the G word in the senders. But, but it's popular, right? Like a lot of people hire Ghostwriters, it is what it is. It's really, you know, most celebrities do not write their own book. I know, right here I am sometimes mm. thinking, I did he write that? Never. So wait, they just come to you and they tell you their life story and you have to make it all pretty. and Yeah, you put it together and, really? and you like interview. It's like the longest interview they'll ever do. And that's your favorite part, though, right? Talking to them and getting yeah. the juice out. If they're interested, if they're interested and they'll talk, you know, yeah. that then it's cool to do it. And, you know, because you live in Vegas, right? Right. But do you commute a lot to L.A. for a lot of, like, book signings yeah. and stuff, like, especially with book four now? I saw you at the uh, the L.A. Times Festival of Books last yes, year. You yes, covered it, I which did. was awesome. I came with my friend George. Yes, that was awesome. That yeah. was so cool. And you're going to do it again? We're going to do it again. And we just did Las Vegas Comic Con just awesome. 24 hours ago. We were talking to people dressed as Spider-Man. Well, <laughs> So, especially with everything going on with the comic book world right now I as know. well, yeah, yeah. I, I really think this book will really highlight a lot of teenage issues and love and everything, and it's gonna it's, 
Yeah. And I wanted to do a love triangle where the two guys were e- almost equals, you know? Mm-hmm. Now you always know there's one good choice in the love triangle yeah. and one like, eh, you know, he's yeah. okay. But this one I always hear from people like, I, don't, I like Daniel, I like Cass. I, you know, there's a guy named Cass who when he's alive, mm-hmm. he sees Walker as a ghost and he yeah. tunes into her. He feels her. And then later on he dies and then he's like out to be with her and wow. in, a, in a very sweet way. So it becomes, you know, a constant choice for her. And you, I, we actually feel that in the trailer, too. We yeah. see a lot of that, which we'll watch right now. I really want cool. our viewers to watch the trailer because w- with the musical tone and the darkness and how eerie it is, I think it sets the mood. And it was cool. made, what, like two years ago? It was made two years ago. And all the artwork, again, is from um, the amazing Edregis G in Ireland, who does all my artwork. And he did all the portraits for the trailer. And he just takes in the vision and he just writes yeah, it. Like, he's he just draws, wow. genius artist. He really is. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I think when, once people watch it, they'll understand, like, the level that this book is on. You know what I mean? Because trailers are a, an insight to everything, even with movies. If the trailer's yeah. not good, then... Yeah, then you're sunk. Yeah. And I think, too, in these kind of stories, I think you have to have a couple that's equals. Yeah. Don't you think? Have you seen so many of those movies you where have the, to. If they're not really well made for each other? You know, it takes one to know one, though. You, I, I think with your life experience about life and stuff, that's why you gave them such amazing hearts and characters. Aw, thanks. They're they're fun to write. I love writing Yeah, them. and the fact that there's going to be book five and six and seven. Book five, etch, uh, book five is called X-Catcher. Because an X-Catcher is an old naval term for someone who does the math. And even in the afterlife, you have to do the math. So wow. they have to look for this person in book five in order to get home. And then there's going to be six and seven. So, oh, my God. A, a very corrupt administration has taken over the their school, and they have to fight for their school. But they can't fight alone. They're going to need those kids from the prison school. They're going to need the kids with the oddities. They're going to all have to fight together. Would you ever include anything that's happening right now in the other books as far as, like, the political climate or the current president or anything along those lines? Well, you know, I, I went up and back about this a lot, but... Where they are now in book five, they are going to hit a school for kids who committed suicide. Because there is one main character who kills himself at one point. And wow. I just think it's such a big issue right now. And, and But I want to interview a lot of experts before I write that part. Just so you don't give off like the wrong information yeah, or anything. I, yeah. yeah, I definitely want to hit that as a topic. You but definitely what, some yeah. of the school shootings... The shootings, the suicides, and all of that, I think. And the, you have this large platform to kind of communicate with people and maybe heal them a bit, which is so hard to do. But Daniel's two sisters are missing throughout book four mm-hmm. and book five. And one of them, I'm pretty sure, is going to be in a school shooting because it's just it's such a prevalent thing now these days. And I feel like, like you said, like that mother that went out or the, the, the aunt that went out and got the book. You know, I think that's just so, so touching. So touching. But not also the other. It's so cool to be an author because people read stuff and they come and tell you things. But I was at in Las Vegas at a library event mm-hmm. and these girls came and they were very, you could tell they had issues. You know, they were like 15, yeah. 16. And they came over and they're like, that's cool. You have a book. We we don't have a lot of books. And I was like, wow. take, you guys can have book one. Yeah. Just take book one. And they went off, and this lady came up in later, and she was like, thanks so much for giving them book one. They're in a shelter for abused teens. Oh, uh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So That's the, so beautiful that you do that. You even brought a ton here at the studio as well that uh, we have. will pass out. But those girls were so – that's like yeah. – those are the amazing yeah. moments. That's like to have, like, 
you know, it's just so awesome to have them reading. And do you have time to read on a personal level, like because you're so busy? But do you, I like- don't like to do it when I do my own books because it just gets in your head. So I don't really, really do it. But I am a huge Stephen King fan. So, nah. so. And well, you were actually compared to that too. And what <laughs> one of the reviews right here? That's yeah. Where is it? I know. Okay, look. Newhouse Media said this is a new Twilight Zone of a world. Speaking of Uncle Stevie. Otherwise known as Stephen King, Sanders reads like something he might have written back in the twilight zone of his youth. I love him and King, and I haven't been this excited about an author in a long time. I guess I could just stop writing books now. Right? The- <laughs> no, that was amazing. That was so cool. Well, okay, before on your downtime, though, what like what do you like to read? What's your escape? You know, I am so into Stephen King books. I buy yeah. every okay. single one. Um, he's so scary for me. But not I every can't. book is like that. He's he's amazing. <sighs> and I read like tons of articles and magazines and newspapers and you know, I'm just I always read that all the time. And so you are an entertainment journalist, we didn't mention before, New York syndicate. Yeah, the right? New York Times syndicate. We interview yeah, film people every week. So exciting. It's so exciting, especially now we're in the Christmas movie se- award season coming yes. up, which is so cool. And you fly to LA a lot for that? LA and New York. Mm. Yeah, recovering Aquaman in a few weeks, which is so exciting. And what did you do before that, before being an entertainment journalist? I think I was like in third grade, it feels like. No, I've done, it yeah. for so, I've done it for so long. That's like your thing. Yeah, I always did newspaper things. So I was lucky to do it in college and uh, and then start doing it right out of college, too. Do you have any advice for any up-and-coming writers that you know want to be where you are right now? Yeah, definitely. I'd say the big thing, especially for books, a lot of people have great book ideas. And I say the thing is to write, like write mm-hmm. a little bit every day. You know, you'll be, you know, you'll be amazed. Pretty soon, you'll have a lot of words written. Wow. And I and I think a thing people do which stops them is they show a committee of people, mm-hmm. and if you show three hundred people, you're going to get three hundred opinions. So pick one trusted person and read parts of that and get a good editor. But, you know, yeah. don't, like, have a committee vote on it. If you're writing it from the heart, just write it. I wanted to ask about that, too, and until our producer pulls up our trailer, because I really want to watch right. the trailer. Um, any advice on criticism and people, like, not writing their truth and, yeah. and getting feedback that's maybe not the best? Yeah. I mean, you just have to get past it, which is tough. You Hard know? out there. Yeah, it's tough, you know. The other teen book I did, somebody I knew from high school wrote a mean review the first day it was out. It was so mean. So the funny thing was I was talking in a high school that day, and I told the kids that. And I didn't expect this to happen. They all whipped out their phones in two minutes and started doing reviews. I was like, how cool are you kids? This is awesome. There's always that one person, right? So, yeah. Oh, here it is. You you can't focus. Yeah, let's watch it. I love that picture. Walker Callahan went to sleep in her own bed last night. She woke up somewhere in the middle of an adventure of an afterlife type. Sender's Saga. I love that. Is this hell or is it high school? 
available now on Amazon and iTunes. Check out ascenderssaga.com. So I like what he goes, the Ascender Saga. Yeah, and you said that we can't mention who that is, but that's like a secret. Yeah, that's like an actual famous person. And ah. he was like, I'll do this, but I'm not even telling my agent. So don't you ever, ever rat me out that I did this. So I'm like, well, listen oh. to that voice again. You know I have who to that clo- is. I have to close my eyes and do it. Because yeah. now that you told me. You know who it is. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> exciting. Wow. But no, it's it's been amazing though. Yeah, it really the journey and the ride. It's really been amazing, yeah. It's it's so fun to have people so excited about it coming out. So let's say, okay, after Ascenders is over with all its books and the series, do you see yourself doing another kind of dark fantasy like this or I'm definitely gonna spin off. There's four sisters who have a yeah, who right. are at Freak Island and they have a re- they're very nasty to Walker through the whole book. They're nasty mm-hmm. to everybody. But why are they so nasty? And I want to spin them off. They weren't always that way. Giving them their own kind of series, Give, their own books? Yeah, okay. their own books. I mean, it'd start with like a novella maybe next spring. And uh, okay. and then we also have audiobooks that we did. We didn't do an audiobook, and we found great actress uh, in England. Mm-hmm. And she's, that is going to come out in January. That's oh, so for all of Ascenders? Yeah, for one and two. One, she did one and okay. two already. And That's she's so awesome. smart. Awesome as Walker. Because whoever I talk to right now, because I love to read. I need the book in my hand. Me I need too. the highlighter. I need to yeah. like, feel it. Me too. But some people are like podcast people or like they, they're always on Audible. Right. And I was mentioning Ascenders to my friend and she even said, oh, is it on Audible? I'm like, you know what? Let me find out. But yeah, we did it. It's really needed for today. Yeah, really needed. And yeah. she did a great job because she was this girl from England and she has this English accent and on a dime, she could turn it off, and she sounds like a seventeen-year-old from. That's perfect. So people so, can listen when they're driving. Yeah, that like was sleeping, sleeping. And I know you guys have long drives here in LA, and traffic, traffic, terrible, all of that. <laughs> and then we had our few weird descenders moments, Louisa. What? Tell me. <laughs> so for book three, they go time traveling through uh-huh. the past in New uh-huh. York. Okay. And they have to find the last writings of Albert Einstein. Okay. So, and I wanted them to hit certain clues. And my husband, Ron, and I went to the real-life places where they'd find the clues, because New York's like a history lesson. So we went to the last gas lamppost in New York, which was cool. It's like a little sliver that you walk through, and you walk into a little courtyard that looks like you walk back into the 1800s. So cool. So cool. And then there's a church called the Church of Ascension. So I don't know. Ascension? Ascension. Ascenders? Ascension? Oh, my gosh. We went there. It's closed. And we went there again. It was closed. We went there the third time. And my husband's looking for any open door. We're like, we just want to go inside and see. Because in the Great Depression in real life, they were the church in New York that kept their doors open 24 hours. And they (gasps) packed as many bodies as they could in there every night in the cold. And it was just lumps of brown coats. That's all it was. So we went back the third time. And there was this kid, this nice-looking kid, maybe 17, 18, sitting on the front steps. So I said, is the church ever open? And he just smiled at me and nodded. And I'm like, is it open Sunday even for services? And he smiled and nodded. And I just looked back at Ron and I said, this kid doesn't even know. And Ron said, what kid? (laughs) No, are you serious? Ron is sitting right here, though. We can just say hi to him. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. That was very weird. Wait, so... 
There, you were seeing something. I saw yeah. the kid with the hit a backpack. This is a on. true story. This is a very true oh story. Oh my god! Really bizarre. And then even weirder. I was not even working on the senders. I was just sitting in a middle seat on a plane. <gasps> this lady was in the window. She had skin that was so pale. It was it was a little like you, you yeah. just were transfixed on her for a second. Older lady, maybe in her sixties, early seventies. And um, I always say Ascenders looks like the UP of Michigan because it has everything, mm-hmm. trees. This town has evergreen trees and waterfalls and slopey. And and so um, I said to the lady, where are you from? And she goes, I'm from the UP of Michigan. And she goes, you know angels reside there. And she goes, but you know that, don't you? Weird, too. <laughs> I got goosebumps. So she already knew. Like, it was it's, very it's, it's weird. one of those things where it takes one to know one. Exactly. A very strange. And when was this? This was when I was writing book one. This okay, very so strange. You, you have both had to do a lot of research. Tons of, I like, because yeah. I need a little real life stuff in there. Yeah. So. Oh my, anything else that's been like freaky and like scary? The other weird thing was, you know, the big thing with Albert Einstein and what yeah. did he write upon his deathbed, which is all made up for Ascenders, but. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, a good friend of mine goes, oh, do you know that my friend used to live next door to Albert Einstein? <laughs> I'm like, what? And she was awesome for research. She was just so amazing because she was like, you know, little things about of Albert course. Einstein. He used to, like, go out every night for ice cream in his socks. You know, just weird stuff Yeah, you like should that. watch, speaking of Einstein, you should watch uh, the... Um show about him on Nat Geo oh, yeah. called Genius. Yes. I-, I was on that after show. And that's yeah. actually how we met. Cause, I know. Because Joelle emailed me about you and there we go. See exactly. how great After Buzz is? <laughs> after Buzz is so cool. And now we're all, you know, like a family. We're all together. But yeah, you should watch the um, the show for that. Every season is a different genius. Cool. Yeah, so the first season was um, Albert Einstein. The second right. one was Picasso. Yeah, with oh Anthony Antonio Banderas. Yeah, it's like a docu-series. Cool. Nice. Well, is that why you put Marie Curie, I believe, in, in the book? I put her in the book, and I also put Lizzie Borden in the book. Yes. Lizzie Borden is the dean of women prisoners at the prison school. Okay. But she's, yeah. the, she's the original cutter, so she's in the book, torturing Poor prisoners. You know, it's uh, so nostalgic, this book. Like, every time, every page, like, something pops up. And it's funny. A lot of people will go, I know who Sam was or some name. And I'll be like, but they're nobody. They're, they weren't a famous person. And they'll be like, yes, they are. You're just not telling me. And it's like people read stuff into things that are there or are not there. Every morning when you wake up, do you feel like, oh, my God, like, I have this story to fulfill or I have like this kind of responsibility like my fans are waiting for me do you have that pressure well for A4 that just came out people were it took a year and a half to write it so people were writing like every day like where's the senders for why is it taking so long where is it where is it where is it so yeah and then it was exciting last week when it came out because people did wait and they waited on a hard you know when you're on a cliffhanger and you're just like I want to know what happens next do you have any book signings coming up for it or anything that we can look out for? Yeah, I'm going to do some stuff in Las Vegas where okay. I live, but then I'm going to do some Wizard World Comic Con type of things. Those fun. are fun. And some book festivals. So, yeah. Well, always you let me know. With, I'll be there. I want you to be there. And and I'll always put it like on Sale Gabe or Instagram. Yeah. Plus, you can see cute pictures of my dog. Of and, course. And, and, your, so, and your daughter, your family, and everything. Family, husband, daughters, dog. Yeah. Dog, you know, I always put a lot of personal stuff well, on there, too. Well, speaking of family, any plans for Thanksgiving? Or? Well, I'm not allowed to cook, Louisa. No, I mean, Ooh. there's been past bad incidents oh in our house. Takes, well, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Do you know what? I knew my husband really loved me for oh a lot God. of reasons. 
But when I first moved, when we first moved in together, I made potato salad for some picnic, and my friend said, "Don't cook, overcook the potatoes." So I really did not cook the potatoes oh much. Oh my god! I, mean, I cooked them for a little bit, and so there he was eating hard raw potatoes with mayonnaise, and so that's no love. more cooking. That is love. That is love. Um, that that's is love. love. I mean, speaking of love, we did touch about this earlier, but can you just say how you guys met again after? 30 years like that's just everyone needs to hear the story you guys okay so my husband ron was my brother's baseball coach when my brother was in little league baseball Uh i'm from chicago and so is ron and my dad was a very big sports person Mm -hmm. with my brother but my brother excelled in football not baseball so when my brother played baseball i used to go to all the games because the umpire my future husband yeah was so cute and he was 17 and i was like 15 and but the bad part was my dad used to yell at him constantly, so funny. like and say, "Don't you have eyes? Can't you see?" Because my brother was always striking out, so I'd be like, "Dad, stop!" And uh, we dated a little bit in high school, mm-hmm. but then thirty years later, thirty years, thirty years, he was he was coming home for a high school reunion. I wasn't even living in Chicago anymore; I was living in Phoenix, and he wrote me a snail mail letter to my dad's house in Chicago. Which somehow, by the grace of God, made it to Arizona, where I was living. Wow. And that day I went and I got the mail from my dad because it was a long walk. And I knew that handwriting. I was like, I know this. I knew. That's just crazy how the universe works. Because you're saying mail was so spotty at that time and you got the letter. Yeah, we barely got any of our mail from Chicago. And then a few years later, when we got engaged, we took our our 16-year-old daughter. She's 16 now, but she was much younger then. We took her back to Chicago just to see where we grew mm-hmm. up. And they took me to the park district where my brother played the uh-huh. ball. And they were like, oh, go stand by first base where you used to stand. And she pretended to hit a ball uh-huh. and came running to first base. And so did my future husband, who got down on his hands and knees and proposed. So beautiful. So awesome. That's amazing. Yay <laughs> to you. 30 years later. 30 years later. So what you Whatever is meant to be is meant to be. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's a big thing in the centers yeah, too. You, yeah, it's your fate. That's the thing, and you choose love as the big, I think, right. character before anything else. It, it's love and the heartbreak, and still trying to love in the afterlife and the consequences of it all. And you, they say this is like a different thing. They say embrace the vol v o l e, and that means to take big chances in hopes of great rewards. Wow. So one day, this oh was lovely, gosh. too. I opened yeah. up the mail. There's this weird-shaped package at my house. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how this person got my home address, but she knitted a blanket, and she knitted and braced the vol from Ascenders, which was so cool. See, that could be amazing Mer- merchandise, <laughs> for, like, to, you know, sell one day. You never know. Like, or or the hashtag Team Daniel or I Love Daniel. Or I liked hashtag Heller High School. We, a lot of people hashtag that, too. So oh that's God. fun, too. All this talk about books, you know, I have to ask, you know, before we wrap it up, but any favorite book that you have that you've read throughout the years or any book knowledge that you want to share with people that you want to you know say yeah i mean i would say you know books are just stephen king says it best he says books are portable magic yes and people are always like imagining time travel Mm -hmm. but a a book is time travel Mm -hmm. you know you pick up a book open it up and you're time traveling to a place and to a destination and is there is there one that has really changed your life that comes to mind now i know you have a lot but i have a ton 
but you know, I think one of my favorites is his book, his book version of the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. If people have never read it, it's a, just such a beautifully written book. I should read that because I love the so, movie. So but. gorgeous. I mean, he's just such a gorgeous writer. So that's a treat to read that. That's awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much for being thank you, here. Louisa. Well, before we wrap it up, where can everyone find you on social media and Facebook? Definitely. I'm under CL Gaber mm-hmm. on, on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'm also, also, if people write me at clgaber at yahoo.com, I've been known to send out free copies of book one, just Yay. crazy, crazy days where I'm just like, let's send out 20 copies of book one. And also, you know, I'm always doing fan chats on Facebook. And yeah, you're pretty active on Facebook. Yeah, I I love doing that. And we're going to transition you to Instagram now. So just hold tight. (laughs) We're going to a new. I'm going to embrace the vault. Yeah, yeah, and Twitter. So (laughs) embrace the technology vault. (laughs) Oh God! Well, thank you so much for being here, you guys. Oh, this was so much fun. So much fun. You'll come back. I would love to. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you, you guys. So I'm Louisa Shar. This has been so much fun. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Louisa Shar. And I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving week and weekend. And we will see you all next time. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.